from Atlantic City, New Jersey, Paris Island, South Carolina, DFE, Idaho, and parts unknown, Colorado, and all points in between. This is the art of floundering podcast. I want to wish each and every one of you is nothing but the bestest in peace and love. A little bit about us. We don't care who you voted for, who you love. We don't care how you crack the egg. Read Gulliver's Travels, Cliff Notes to understand that reference. Gosh darn it. We don't even care if you believe in Santa Claus, Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny, the Earth being round. We're just about peace and love, man. We aspire to separate all the noise and just keep peace and love. We fail. Often we do. But that's okay because here at the Art Floundering Podcast, man, we're into a simple little thing called peace and love, man. All right, all right. This is uh, Will Derek. I want to welcome you to tonight's fiesta, man. Um, granted, you know, <coughs> as a podcast, we are admittedly all over the place. So here's what I'm hoping is I'm going to still put as credible job as I can into the quote work when we're doing live and we'll get these things published on the uh, as as you know episodes. So, man, um tonight normally um a little things about background if you don't mind. <coughs> I want to once again I always want to approach these uh pain journeys as uh, first time someone has gotten, has listened to this. And I have a couple disclaimers. I can't live in a lot of details. I know how very, very important it is for people that are suffering, especially with spinal injuries. They kn- and, I, and I get that. I can certainly discuss that like via a message, but working live like this uh, and how I disassociate, we can't get into L4, this, that, and the other thing. Okay? Awesome. would be very high level. Second thing is I, I have found as an observation that in life, hello, peace and love to App Coder. Hey, right? Well, App Coder left. Anyway. I have found throughout life that sometimes when someone will discuss something uh, challenging, there is a tendency to kind of, well, let me tell you about, uh, or that's nothing. I want to say a couple things. Pain, there are no degrees. If you are in pain, there is no need to compare with others. It's pain. You are suffering. It's the point of a lot of this. The other thing is, you know, with that, you are valid, man. You know, this is getting into, oh, well, I, my suffering is nothing compared to, no. All suffering, we got to get out of this levels, okay? And the other thing, if anything I'm sharing uh, as I, as I, as I do this would lead you to believe where you're like, gee, golly, gosh, you know, anything positive, like resilient, inspiring, you know. Uh, A is I'm not trying to do any unintentional, I'm not trying to virtue signal. So any virtue signaling really is unintentional, number one. Number two is I am not unique, man. I am, I do not think I'm unique. I don't think uh, I'm special, or anything, okay? This is an assessment of what it is. Hopefully, without passion or prejudice, 
but I want to present a high level of kind of where I'm at. So, and I'll try to come up with a summary of this, but this may be helpful, you know, if you're listening to this for the first time to, to kind of put it in a perspective. I will be 57 in, in May. Um, in 2016, August the 7th, it was a Sunday, I was uh, training for the Marine Corps Marathon. I was, uh, whatever, 51. I had recently um, purchased a house in the Burbs after living in a condominium post-divorce. Um, my ex-wife, had gotten divorced. I mean, we were divorced, sorry. We had been divorced since 2008. This was 2016. She had remarried and moved to, to uh, I was living in Oklahoma, and she moved out of state, and which meant my daughter going into her junior year of high school. It was, you know, at the time, you know, my ex and I were very well co-parenting. So, you know, they, I had full custody, which was great, right? And so, it was like um, everything was starting, you know, my divorce um, in 2008, uh, you know, I had a drinking problem that I had to work on. I had a problem with prescription pain pills that I had to work on. That led in a bunch of other stuff, you know. So, I had a lot of growth. In addition to that, I was also hammered financially. And so I filed bankruptcy. It was Chapter 13, which was no gift, you know, but I had a house foreclosed on after my divorce. I had all kinds of just debt like there was no tomorrow, trying to live larger than what I was. It, the lifestyle wasn't sustainable on, on one income and, you know, having child support and responsibilities and da-da-da-da-da, I got hit hard, you know. And so... um by 2016, I had just gotten out. I had been sober since uh, 2010. And, you know, n I mean, not, not boozing, not drugging. So since 2010, good solid six years, you know, I was a, um, so things were on, you know, I had kind of recovered from a lot of, you know, and during all this, maintained what I thought was, uh, uh, you know, as decent as could be expected. I was not a perfect husband. And so, um, you know, I'm sure it was difficult. But, you know, my ex and I really, we communicated. We, I mean, we would have our moments. Um, but I was excited, you know. Um, I was getting ready to, to, to be full-time dad you know, with a house, with a fireplace, and all these things, I thought, all right, you know, so professionally, you know, where I, I worked in government service, so I, it wasn't like, I, you know, the stress of, do I have a job, you know, it wasn't that stress, and I was very well, I was in senior management, and I was well compensated, and I was, to be honest with you, I was just kind of cruising, I was just kind of like, you know, putting forth as little, well, I was putting forth effort, but, you know, mentally, I was just kind of like waiting till after my daughter graduated high school to kind of see if I was going to go to D.C., a bunch of stuff, but needless to say, I was so me-centered, you know, this is already my problem going into this, but I was me-centered, and I, um, uh, Y you know, was only thinking, you know, and so I, uh, as far as I was concerned, things were kind of, kind of going on the upswing. Relationship with my daughter, I thought was great. My health for an old guy was great. I had, you know, I was getting ready to start, in fact, you know, I was getting ready to start dating again. And because I, uh, you know, right or wrong, you know, after the divorce, I did try to date and um, I decided when I when I started, you know, getting off, when I started, like, not being a fucking dirtbag drunk and drug user, to really just kind of, like, fucking work on me and, and 
try to be a good dad and a good human being and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, not that I was never going to look to get married, but I wanted to feel like I had something positive to offer somebody, right? Not that I'm looking for anything heavy, but I'm like, you know, I took a break. And maybe that's a rationalization for not having any room. Who knows? But I took a break. But by 2016, eight years post-divorce, right? Chapter 13, you know, VA mortgage still intact, even though... uh, uh, it was a fucking finance, uh, 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 fucking foreclosed horror story. I'll do, a, I'll do a podcast that, but that's separate from the pain journey. There's a lesson here, and I'll talk about that later. So things were going well. So Sunday morning, I get done, and I run. I don't remember at the time. I want to say it was ten miles, something like. And I wish I had this post. It would be really useful. But I post on Facebook. You know, hey, you know, I'm 51. One of those, you know, patting yourself on the back. You know, everybody like and heart, you know, validate me. So I posted this douchebag post about, you know, still having it at 51. And I'll be running in the Marine Corps Marathon. And I had, you know, in addition to Marine Corps Marathon, I was... uh getting ready to start doing some things that I kind of held off doing that I really was passionate about. Like, I, I wanted to do a Denali, Mount McKinley climb. But, and, you know, but I, I didn't want to just be some greenhorn, so I was willing to do all the different training. And so I was actively getting ready to, like, go to Central America to these volcanoes. It was an exciting time. Um, and it was, you know, for a variety, I'm not going to get into why, but... I went into work on Sunday, on August 7th. And for the life of me, I don't know exactly how. And, you know, what I can tell you I didn't do was lift it in any way, shape, or form. But it was a new office. And I was getting ready to set up a conference call. A lot of this is a blur. And it's a like a U-shaped office. And I got below it while sitting in my chair. And kind of out of my chair. I got below it to kind of check the, the power strip. And as I got up, I, I don't know exactly what happened. I must have pushed or whatever. And the credenza tipped over somehow. And landed right on this spot. And apparently the credenza weighed in excess of 350 pounds. Right? You know. A is I assumed, once again, a little lesson, I assumed shelves, especially in a government building, have to be bolted to the wall. Uh, there's rules, but no. It, it, this was not a NOSHA violation whatsoever. Um, and I got to live with this. This is one of these things. There's, nobody's far, there's nobody I can pin this on. This is on, this is on whatever. Needless to say, it took me a while to realize I was screwed. Luckily, we have a 24-hour facility folks from the help desk came up and after about 30 minutes of trying to stand up I realized this wasn't a pulled muscle long story short well it was and we'll come back to that accident at work I was there to conduct a conference call we did like nationwide tech support shit like that and I was there to coordinate this thing it was a mess peace and love Woody peace and love who just Spencer Peace and love. This is part of the pain journey. We'll be sans puppets tonight. So anyway, after being rushed to the hospital, I was presented the news, which was horrific. It was bad. And from there, it just got worse. It's what started as a burst fracture, two vertebrae, turned into a botched surgery upon another botched surgery, loose hardware twice, bone infection, spontaneous breaks afterwards, fucked up after a kyphoplasty after all this stuff, right? But this is early on in the journey. So, I was told a bunch of things that didn't pan out, okay? You're not going to make it. This thing is bad, and it's infections, and it's a nightmare scenario. Well, then you, you beat that. Well, you're never going to walk again. So around 2019, 
I beat those projections. It wasn't pretty. Between 2016 and 2019, I was either in the hospital or fucked up in mind-numbing pain, unable to move because I had a bone infection and the medieval barbarism treatment. I'd post a picture of this, but it would I think it would be too much. I have the pictures. If people want to see it, send me an email. I got to put a watermark or something on it, but I'll show you. I am not talking trash, but how they treated the bone infection was they slice you to the spine, and then they wait for the wound to close because that way, theoretically, there are no air pockets and blah, blah, blah. Once again, I'm not a doctor. Don't use any of this show for medical advice. This is more of the emotional side of this. There's going to be no this pill, this treatment, none of it. So, anyway, wound back and all. Go to the wound clinic, another unexpected gem. What I'm trying to say is it was not a good time, and I wasn't working. And we'll get to that in a second. You would say, well, wait a minute, this happened at work, I'm sure. No, I was ineligible for workman's comp. And, and that's part of the forgiveness thing. I really don't want to go into details, but I will tell you, I am a senior, I was a senior manager for a government organization that does 24-hour tech support nationwide. We are expected to be on call. What being in the office at, quote, off hours where we have a 24-hour help desk is not only the norm, it's encouraged. In fact, I have what's called a Vice President's Award that says the same thing. Your willingness to work off hours and blah, blah, blah. However, the fine print in the regs say, well, what are your core hours? Sunday is not my scheduled work day. So I don't want to get into all it. It's not right. And I'll get to that in a second. But I want to talk about this doctor. And this is important. This is part of the forgiveness thing. Because we'll get back into the woe is me bullshit here in a second. But I want to kind of have some sort of flow. So intermixed in the 2016-2019 surgery repeat, surgery repeat debacle. I, I, I will not use this person's name yet. Uh, but this was my neurosurgeon. Now, my first interaction with him was when the hardware went loose the first time. And after finally figuring out that I am not trying to get painkillers from him, I never once asked this, by the way, for the record. When this accident happened, I went to my friend who is a doctor, and I said, you are going to fucking manage this. Anyway, I never asked this guy for shit. But he was always, you know, this particular doctor in this particular clinic, which was in Norman, Oklahoma, had the tendency to try to shift blame. And what I mean is, the first time the hardware was going loose, I'm in horrific pain. And I'm trying to explain to them. They go like, well, it must be because you're doing this wrong. Or it must Never anything else. So, anyway, long story short, loose hardware, remove and replace. Ah, dude, Woody Bush, you are too kind, my brother. So, a- after, after the hardware removal and replacement fucking thing, I start to go south. Now, to give you an indication, before the accident, I was about five, and look, I wasn't six foot. So, anybody that's under six foot owns every fucking inch. I was a little over 5'10", about 5'10", not quite a half, right? And, and that's where I was at. Right now, I'm 5'8", all right? But I was five, almost, you know, almost 5'10 and a half, and about 165, 170, all right? So now, I'm, I'm at 5'8", and I'm, I'm getting to 140, 130, 120, 115 pounds, 110 pounds. And every time I went to him, they would go, you're not doing this right. You're not doing that right. It must be this. It must be that. 
and he went, they would run every fucking test besides the test to look at something that was fucking obvious that I had a bone infection. And if they would have just fucking did, instead of trying to gaslight and shift blame, it would have saved a lot of unnecessary. Because, hey, the shit like bone infections happen, but the longer it was left, the festers, the bigger hole I got to grow or fuck, crawl the fuck out of. This is the doctor, right? So flash forward. As my wound is not fucking healing. This is 4th of July, 2017. This is what motivated me to podcast. I stumbled on these notes. Let me walk you through this very slowly. I go to his office. My wound from the bone infection. It it feels like it's on fucking fire. And I can feel something sticking out back there. And when I touch it, it's burning like crazy. And I go to him. I said, man, I'm concerned. He starts, well, you know, you're not going to get any painkillers if that's why you're here. I'm like, dude, please stop. Because that was his big kick. It was like, oh, uh, everybody that's got a problem is trying to get painkillers from me. And he doesn't look at his fucking work. So anyway, he, he goes off on his tangent. And, and dig this. This is what he tells me. This is before 4th of July. He tells me, um, well, you've lost, you're losing so much weight, that's just bone sticking up, just, you know, fatten up a little bit. So, I, I leave, and I go back to my empty house in my fucking suburban dream, because part of this wonderful debacle and one of the many things that I lost, and the thing was my relationship with my daughter totally tanked due to this, still there. But anyway, and once again, this, none of this is self-pity. I am, I am presenting an as-is state. Please understand, because there's a, eventually there's a point. So, I go back to my casa. I don't remember much. There, I was in and out of it all weekend. But that was the norm with trying to recover from this fucking thing. But I remember people coming to check up on me from work. Because I was going to attempt to go back to work, which was stupid. But apparently, I didn't make it. But they come to my house. And they're like, you're not well, we'll call an ambulance. And I'm like, look, dude, I'm trying to go back to work. If we call an ambulance, it's I can't. I got to start making money. You know, I've been out of work. These guys are jagoffs, da-da-da-da-da, right? And I'm delusional. And I tell him, I said, look, it's 4th of July weekend, dude. I got a couple days to get well. So, you know, why don't you leave? Then he tells me, it was like the fucking 8th of July, dude. I had missed all that time. So, they, I was rushed to the hospital. Most of this is a blur. I arrived at the hospital with a 104-degree temperature and double pneumonia. Some kind of weird infection. I, it wasn't C. diff, but it was something. So, they throw me up in fucking ICU. The next day, douchebag fucking my surgeon walks in, which is the last fucking jerk-off I want to fucking see, right? So he comes strutting in to make things fucking worse, like a fucking peacock. To make things worse, I'm sorry, I need to fucking dial down my bullshit. All right, so he comes in. And, you know, to make things worse, he's got, like, he's circled with, you know, young, you know, uh, their whole life ahead of them, right? Uh, like interns residents. And so they're all holding the clipboard. He immediately jumps my shit. Immediately. See, one of the things that he would continuously use is I decided to be honest with the doctor. So when the subject of pain medication, all that shit came up, I told him my whole history. And I, and, you know, and so, but he would always throw this up in my face. And, and once again, we're, we're talking, the history was ancient history. You know, it was like, these are the things I did a million fucking years ago, Doc. So I'm sitting there, or I'm laying there in ICU. He comes in there, starts giving me the fucking business. And he goes, I'll tell you what you did. You, you went home because you were upset I wouldn't give you pain medicine. And you decided to smoke the pot, right? He, said, he, he does this sign. And I wasn't even doing fucking medical weed then, right? I don't even think it was fucking they had medical weed in Oklahoma in 2017. He goes, you want to hit the wacky tobacco, then you decided to fucking drink 
because you're an alcoholic and you passed out face first. You passed out face first and you couldn't breathe and that's how you got double pneumonia. Well, at that moment, I shared my thoughts with him and I used colorful language and I dressed him the fuck down. He left and as he left, one of the fucking interns said, hey, can I take a look at your back? And when she did, lo and behold, that thing that the doc said was a fucking bone turned out it was a giant abscess that had fucking burst and I want fucking septic and all this bullshit. That's an example. So as part of this fucking pain journey and this bullshit journey, and I told this story last night and I'll sort of retell it now. As my entire world... Yeah, this is the this is the kind of doctor I'm dealing with, right? The, and and I was kind of getting this, right? I'm not playing a victim here. And you know, I've got this this employer who I thought I pissed blood for, who I was fast tracked for any kind of assignment. I mean, it was seriously, I was golden. I went from that to this kind of thing happens. I'm a piece of shit, and now. I'm not medically cleared to go back to work. I have no bread coming in and no end in sight. I'm like, how the hell am I going to fucking swing life, dude? In this, remember, if you recall, I just came out of all this fucking financial bullshit from the divorce. So it sucked. On top of that, my daughter, the worst thing is, you know, I I started and, and... this this thing is giving me time. There's a lot of me in this, man. I there's there's a reason, and it's not because the world's unfair. I'm accountable to my situation. I'm accountable to my daughter not being in my life. All these things I'm accountable for. It's the way I live my life. I was about me. I confused providing shit for love. I confused working hard for love. That's how I lost my marriage, and that's how. I was not a good father. I, I wasn't there when my daughter needed me. This happened. You know, it's not good. So I don't want to get into I can't spend too much time in that mentally right now. But, so, not a good time. And I remember this moment was I fell in the bathroom. And when I fell, it was just, and I, that this was happening all the fucking time. But I, it felt like I fucking broke my collarbone and I just remember fuck it I'm gonna lay here for a second and as I'm laying there I see this pool of blood it's probably coming from my nose and and I'm recalling how my dad died which was my dad was you know had everything to fucking live for retired army colonel a hot shot and fucking Raytheon balling at this fucking massively awesome fucking beach place in Redondo Beach right he died, you know, drinking himself to death. But how he finally died was he fell over and hit his head. So I'm thinking, how odd is this? He was 59, I was 50-whatever. But I had this weird moment where the light was coming under the door and right next to the bathroom. It was, you know, it was the main bedroom that has the bathroom. That was my house. And so, but I had this, like, out-of-body experience, dude, where I was at my funeral. And and with my brother talking, and every it was like, it was sad. Not like funerals are sad, but there was another level of sad in that. Yeah, he died, but the, it was so pathetic watching how he went out. And I thought, you know, as I'm sitting there, fucking doing this, because it, you know, I was like, ah, fuck, dude. I, you know, I do at least want, you know, if I have any fucking hope of ever, like, repairing my relationship with my daughter, you know, figuring out, you know, why it is the entire fucking world is shitting on me, I'm gonna have to fucking kind of, like, fight back a little bit and, 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 and get up and engage. And that was kind of the a moment where, you know, I kind of channeled my Marine Corps, my younger days, where you, you kind of use... What, what somebody tells you is bad news is a challenge. So, like, when they're telling me you will never be able to sit, I'm like, fuck you, I will show you. I worked my fucking ass off to, to be able to sit. And then it was like, well, you know, so I was on this fucking upswing. And we're getting to this doctor. 
So part of the part of all this process is as the world is shitting on me, and as these unfucking fair things are happening to me from work, is oh my god, the same thing that's happened to me, that the same thing that I helped do to others is now happening to me. I worked at headquarters, man. You don't think we fucked over people? Of course we did. I was right there, you know. So anyway, so you know, you you do this journey, and you and you and you you know, you're forced to because you got nothing but time on your fucking hands because you're sitting there fucking laying in pain, immobile. So you're like, what else you're gonna do? So you you kind of you analyze what got you there. You know, and you, you take the victim out of it, and you look with no pain. But one of the things you realize pretty fucking quick, or at least I did, was, man, I cannot turn into a fucking angry dude over this shit. I can't be like, you know, because I remember this. I was really proud of myself. I'll put it on. I'll put it on a different. Maybe people can relate to this. The person is getting divorced. It's got to fucking tell everybody every gosh darn fucking detail. It's like, you know, you want to reach out to them and do an intervention. And go like, I know this is a big deal to you, but no one else fucking cares to this level. Quit posting about it. Quit obsessing about it. Find something else to fucking talk about, you know. Um, so I didn't want to be that guy as far as just like the energy I'm bringing, right, to people. Because once again, I'm still a fucking single dude and I, I still got hopes, you know. And so I, I don't want to be bringing like douchebag energy or, you know any more douchebag energy than I already bring, you know. I've got enough douchebag energy that I bring to the table. I don't need to bring any more. I got I'm almost got the market cornered on that. So anyway, so <clears throat> excuse me, I apologize, man. Let me let me drink some green tea. So you know you do all this reflecting, but I just didn't want to be an angry guy, so I had to. Like, not like in words, like a Facebook post or some fucking bullshit Instagram thing where you're like in a butt thong and, you know, and you're like looking up to the sky and you got some deep fucking thought that no one gives two shits about, right? Because you're in a butt thong. And you're just posting a picture because you want people to really look at you in the butt bomb. But how can you just post that? I know. I'll post deep thoughts because, you know, that game. So, but anyway, you know, it, it's like, so forgiveness, you know, because, you know, I'm, a, I'm not a religious cat, dude. I'm just not wired that way. I wish I was. It doesn't mean I have not, you know, and it's not a subject of this. I had my participation in it. I'm just not that guy. You know, uh, but I'm a peace and love guy, whatever works for you. But, you know, so, but I, I, it was selfish. I just, you just, you know, I, I forgive is a strong word, man. I, I just let it go. That's what I did. I wouldn't say forgive. I mean, a, you know, a douchebag is a douchebag. Somebody that fucked you over is still a fucking person that fucked you over. It's like, yeah, okay, I might, like, you know, not obsess over it, but we're, we're like, never going to be. It's like one of those things, like, dude, I, I don't think we could ever be pals. You, you know, I, I'm i not going to obsess, and I'm over you, dude, and I, I don't wish you any ill will, but, you know, we're not going to be, like, fucking in the same bowling league and shit, dude. My victory, if there is ever going to be a victory, it's just going to be less fucking pain. Because I'm going to tell you, and I mean this. And I'm not talking about the ways. This is why getting old's a bitch, dude. Because I'm not talking about the ways we measure what is happy and success. I'll never be Elon Musk or, or you know, a hotshot. So the, the conventional methods of winning in life, I don't mean that. But, you know, I sincerely believe this. That, you know, life has so kicked me in the fucking ass these past couple of years. Like it does all of us. I am not fucking unique. You know? And as we get older, you know, we start... Re I mean, look, this stuff becomes like fucking real, right? These aren't like, you know, gee golly gosh, you know, rub some dirt in it, tiger. This is like, well, you got a couple weeks, you know? Or like they told me, getting back to forgiveness. Like this doctor and everybody he sent me to told me, dude, you're not going to make it. Your prognosis 
with what's going on with you is it's going to continue to get worse. And there's nothing we can do about it. And so I talked about this, but this was what, what this doctor gave me. After, and this was about this time last year, February of 21. But this was after a year of telling me he can do a surgery to fix my problem. And I spent that year slowly regressing and realizing there was no way I could fucking yoga my way out of this shit. So I surrendered to what was happening. When I was able to return to work, it was short-lived. I was soon on disability retirement, which is no gift. It's living off of 40% of the bread you made previously, right? And when these medical things fucking happen, they have a tendency to fucking whittle away at your little nest egg, man. And I'm not bitching. just the way it is. I'm fortunate they, I got a pension. Believe me, that's a gift, and I'll tell you why. Because all I need to be able to do from this upcoming surgery is sit in the chair a couple hours a day without pain. And that's winning, dude. And that's justice. That's where I'm at. But I am, you know, from... I call it delusion. But if I can have that with whatever fucking hard knock lessons that life has given us, it's, it's your health is everything, gang. Hold on to it because you, you're going to have this. We all are. Life is going to kick everybody in the fucking ass. That's what's so, you know, that's the thing. I, I You know, being disconnected from society, literally not watching news from before. From August 2016 to roughly August 2019, because that's about the about when I started returning to work and kind of coming back, or I thought I was coming back. But I'm telling you, man, it, it was bizarre seeing the world after not right. And you know, good God, I I tried dating, which was foolish, but I had this. I'll tell you, I had this game. Okay, because I didn't want to be seen with a stroller. And, you know, by then, at this time, I was able to sit, you know, without the the issues I have now. And so if I can find a place where I can park very close, because I did, I refused to have a disability. I was, you know, dude, I came into this kicking and screaming because I kept thinking I'm just going to get better. But how I would do this was I just park very close. I pick some place that you know you only have to walk about maybe ten yards. So this was the place. So I figure I can pull this off and still look kind of cool. I'm a doge, but I wanted to look cool, right? So I sit down. Of course, it's a fucking Tinder date. So I, you know, we we don't need to go into a big dissertation of what those are. If anybody has ever been on Tinder has experience. I'm not going to tell you anything you haven't personally experienced. But this was one of those moments, dude. Because I remember, now keep in mind, you know, it's been a while since uh, the little fireman, so to speak, has, you know, gotten to go out. And he was pretty fucking gosh darn excited. Not that I, look, I wasn't looking to like, I was actually, my kink was and still is a conversation. I was actually looking forward to having a conversation. Now, if that somehow led to something, I mean, you know, you never know. But if it did, sure, I would, I'd be up for it. But it'd be, it would depend, right? But you know what I'm saying. Um, so, anyway, I show up at this date. And she admit, I mean, all she's doing is like politics. Like, on and on and on. And, you know, some of the stuff that was coming out of her mouth was like, really, like, batshit crazy, kind of like flat earth kind of shit. And... And I'm like, I'm like thinking, God damn, you know, I missed all kinds of fuck. God, I'm not up on half the shit she's fucking wailing about. But I intuitively know she's fucking crazy. And so I have this epiphany. And I, re- I recall my youth. And, and this isn't a patriarchy or sexism thing because we've all done this. It, this is not. But I recall in my youth being in situations where there would be a lot I would tolerate if I thought if there was any hope of like sexy time you know I'd sit and I'd listen to the horrible you know poetry that they wrote when they were in junior high I don't know if anybody's gone down that path dude but if you go down the teenaged angst poetry path man strap in 
because that not only is that really a friend zone path, man, but it's also oh god, I mean it's so challenging to sit through. But I, anyway, so I was thinking about all those moments I douchebagged out and kind of sold my soul a little bit just for you know, and I was like you know fuck this, I, and and I kind of like left, you know. So that was my only foray, man. So. Um, you know, so there's like, I'm, I'm uneducated, dude. It's like I, I'm in a time capsule, you know, I'm so unhip. So what I'm hoping, well, you know, things come in circles. So maybe by the time I get, maybe if I get out there, I'll be back hip again, you know. I'll be like the guy that goes, you know, the Leonard Skinner, you, you know what I mean? Or they'll go, they'll go. Here's the other one. Hey, you got to be my age to get this one. I'm sorry if this goes away. Jethro Tull. The, yeah, Jethro Tull. He is a real good flute player. It's like, no, douchebag. That's the name of the band, man. He's Ian Anderson. You don't know. You're, you're not cool, you know? And so I know that's where I'm at. So now, what does all this mean? Well, the prognosis is there's no surgery that's going to fix you. This guy that promised me all this shit and then pulls the rug out, so what do I do? I'm told basically I'm fucked. Well, I sell my house. I sell everything I own. I'm fucked. I'm gonna, you know, um, this was ultimately the right thing, but I'm letting you the degrees of things that I did based off what this guy told me. Your fusion's fine. This is what's happening. There's nothing we can do to help you. But if you need the number to our counseling service, Tiger, we can definitely bleed some more fucking cash off you along the way. Don't worry. We'll find a way to, to, to manage that. But anyway, so I come here, and I'm finding out more and more and more how maybe... I wasn't given a complete and accurate picture by the good doctor and his associates and all the, the people I went to. And I recall this other doc I was seeing for pain. And he told me in the midst of this, because I had I had done it. I was retired in January of 2021, and by May of 2021, I had been, I had descended into, and it happened quick. I was in trouble. I was in trouble, and uh, this doctor told me he basically, and I'll, I, I thank him. He goes, "There's a handful of people out there that can help you." And he goes, "It's a handful." He goes, "But if you find one of them, just don't be a dick, you know." But basically, he was like, "You're not going to get any help here, you know, it, in a roundabout way without saying it. It's like it's just not going to happen." So anyway. I, I just like, for example, my I, my fusion's not fused. The, I mean, the, you know, just information that you know, like, you know, I was led to believe I'm not as fucked as I am, right? When I was as fucked as I am, so I kind of lived in this period of time when I'm really fucked, uh, but told otherwise. So I'm not doing the the proper planning. That when when a life event like this, I could have planned for what happened. That descent from, I could have known that was what was coming at me. You know that the you know I mean it, it, like I said I talked about this last night. I was in a mattress in the middle of my living room, dude, with nothing but plastic bowls of meal replacement drinks and meal replacement bars in my computer. And I'd sit there and I'd smoke weed. Or I'd lay there and I'd smoke weed and I'd podcast crazy puppet shows as long as I could tolerate it because that helped me not think about where I was at. And my plan was to continue to do that until some miracle cure came. You know? But I, I knew that if I mentally processed what reality was, like I lived in that, I would be, it would not end well because I, I mean, you know, of course you're going to go, okay, this is getting, you're going to want to kill yourself. All right? And it comes up in your thoughts all the time. And, and I'll tell anybody, I told my doctor, this is where I'm at on the subject, is right now I'm not there. 
I mean, I, but it's, I know it's on the horizon if I don't get help. I, I, I know, you know, unless something else doesn't, you know, unless some, you know, but yeah, it's just, you know, so I don't think about that. I don't think about that horizon. Um, what they call, you'll, you'll hear like, I, you know, I, um, I did this in certain types of training in the military. It would be, if I, if I sat there and I thought about, wait a minute, how fucking long is this going to be? Holy fucking, you got to be fucking kidding me. There's no way I'm going to make X amount of time. I, I get out of that. And I go like, when's fucking breakfast? It's called meal to meal. That's how I would fucking get through like real shit. I would just go like, how long is it till fucking this? How long is it till the next meal? Meal, meal to meal. And that's how I didn't focus on this, this huge chunk of time, right? That's how I live my life now. Is, um, I, I'm, I'm, not meal to meal, but very, I can't get into that. So, so basically, getting back to the thing of forgiveness. You know, I, I'm not a great guy. In fact, I'm a jerk, right? We all are. I'm not, I'm not, I don't even think it's really forgive. I don't know what it is. There's some motivation I'll talk about here in a second. But I don't know if it's forgive. But it's let go, not obsess. It's like, you know, now when I tell others, they can get wrapped up about it. And that energy, you know, my, my mom gets pretty fucking jacked, man. You know, my mom's full on Atlantic City, New Jersey, dog. Full on. I had breaks growing up. She was full, so she, you know, and she's retired, like, psychiatric nurse practitioner, man. So she, she's got, like, a, like, not the most positive opinion sometimes of the medical system. So anyway, it's an energy that's pretty heavy. But the point I'm trying to make is, you know, I got to let it go. Yeah, you know, maybe if I would have known this, I could have found some way to have planned you know, and had a life to return to and didn't have to totally uh, do what I had to do, which basically is just cut off. So, and, and when these kind of things happen to people, and it be it a physical thing, a mental thing, a, a, a challenge, we've all been there. And the longer that that the, the, the bad is left to fester, it's a bigger hole you're, you're, you're having to crawl out of. Because you know, you know, it's like, hey, I want to I wanna come back, right? And you're trying to engage and you're trying to be resilient. And, you know, but, you, 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 real, but, you know, the reality is that the longer this kind of is left going on, it's a bigger and bigger hole across the board, you know, financially, whatever, right? And so, you know, it's just, it, it, you know, so, you know, maybe if I had all this, it wouldn't have been. Luckily, in my case... You know, I have no desire to return to what that life was on the morning of my accident. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it was empty. And it took, I mean, I'm never, I'll never fucking be thankful for this, ever. But it's given me a lot of time to think, a lot of time to look, a lot of time to assess, you know, and we all do this. Um, you know, my grand mistake was lack of balance, because we're all gonna we're all gonna do things we didn't think we we're gonna do. I mean, this is big. This is the this is the real world. You know, I get it. You know, it's the real world. We're all gonna you know ha be in situation where like, gee whiz, I thought I'd never do that, or maybe I compromise values here and there, or whatever. We're all gonna do it. But if you have balance, if you have other things to lean on. It's, it's, you know, like I said, all dimensions of my life. Well, you know, maybe if I put some time and effort into fostering, you know, health into something besides my career, right, and training for uh, a marathon, everything else was just kind of handled as a duty. There's no passion. You know what I mean? You're sleepwalking. You know, maybe just maybe. If I put some time into those other aspects of life, practice what I preach, you know, uh, other things would have bailed out, you know. But once again, you know, I can't, I want to, I mean this, um, none of this has happened yet. 
you know, I talked to the, the scheduler today, you know, and it's so frustrating how long it takes. But I would, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, you know, if what she said, you know, within two weeks, you know, and certainly before June. And I know that it's, it is a long time to wait. And I am in a lot of pain. And quite frankly, I never thought I'd say this. Smoking weed every day is not all it's cracked up to be. And, uh, you know, weekly ketamine trips on top of that. It gets old. It, 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 and, you know, y you miss adulting a little bit. Not that I want to play in that world. But anyway. But. I, I've said this ad nauseum, man. My intent was I knew I was dying. I just thought I could have the most pleasurable time on that path to death here with a better support system and less stuff to worry about. And my, my family is saints. I can't say enough about them. Because I, be I wouldn't be alive. But I look at this potential surgery. You know, karma demands, demands that you try it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cure disease, or I'm not gonna, you know, but it would be like, you know, to go through all this, you get this surgery, and then go, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna work for corporation douchebag YZ. I'm gonna go work for Penetron. And help penetrate virgin markets, man. And once we we fully penetrate with the full width and depth of our corporate presence, we know we're not going to pull out until the job is done. But we certainly are going to slash, burn, and streamline. And Ray, I just, I, no. I don't have a lot of experience in good. You know, my experience has been, you know, not building things. Taking away, destroying, you know. So I want to be good. I don't know what that. I don't know what that looks like. But getting back, you know, yeah, I, I, I would love to like have my day where like, hey, fuck you, and, and have some sort of justice with the, with this in particular, like let's just say this doctor clinic and this experience. You know, those real like, like in the movies. You know, there there will be none of that. You know, my justice will not, will be, that not being in my head, a little less pain and moving on, hopefully, and we'll see, because otherwise, and this is selfish, man, otherwise, I'm just in a lot more pain, so this is the woe is me, man, Woody Bush, peace and love, let's look at comments, Eric, peace and love, how you doing, man, uh, Shannon was here, Philly News, anchor one little compelling comment, peace, Kali Pass, what do you say, man? You're more than a broken body. You have a long spirit about you. Very well said, Eric. Yeah, so... But, in a nutshell, what does this all mean? It means I am, it, it, am no different. I am not unique. My experience... Everybody's going... Everybody goes through it. You know? And it just, it's idealistic. But going through this kind of thing and other experiences where you, where you see people, really bad shit happens. This is why I get so torqued when I hear anybody use the term warrior to refer to a prayer warrior or a pain warrior or a whatever warrior. This is my thing I got to work on. But I'm like, that's really dis-fucking-respectful to the real warrior that's missing legs. You know, so come up with a different term, tough guy. You know, but that's something I'm working on. But, you know, the, the point I'm trying to make is it's just an observation. We're, so, we're consumed, you know. I I have I'm away from it, but we're consumed by the minutia, man. And the minutia is really preventing a lot of real cool stuff from happening. I made a lot of mistakes with that, but anyway, that's this is the pain series. So 
we're going to call it a show real quick. Real quick uh, shout out to what we're doing. We're working on, okay, <clears throat> the other side is how do I compartmentalize this? Most of my day is spent doing the opposite. So we're working on something called 420 is not your friend, part two. We also have some content up there about Putin and Steven Seagal. But on 420 is not your friend. We're going to bring back Barbie and Ken. And so I hope you're looking forward to that. Also working on musicals. So we have a video we posted on our TikTok and YouTube and all that stuff called Coexistence. Starting to do stuff like that. Short little one, two minute musical, spoken word vibes, little animation. And also please, uh, there will be no money asked. So please, this is not, uh, uh, when I say marketing, it's not about penetrating sales, okay? But I will be writing a book and doing an audio thing about this. And um, when that time comes, and it will be soon, but they'll, they'll, that will be available in audio format. And also, uh, I'll put it up on Kindle for free. I'm still studying up on everybody's different formats and shit because I want it to be audible and, and uh, Kindle fucking appropriate. So... Anyway, title of the book tentatively is called I Came Here to Die. Um, it's really kind of hard to do anything kind of in the serious space right now. So that will probably be really worked on after the surgery. Or while I think I'll be in the hospital for four months. So that's probably when I'll write it. Like really put a lot of work into it. But my commitment is this will be a peace and love, politic, religious dogma. And let me define. Let me dis let me let me be very clear what I mean by that. One of the things I'd like to see out there is a little bit more tolerance to people's beliefs. It's just an observation. Yes, we all believe, and 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 some things add up. And yes, and when we look at the history of us as a people worldwide, there's horrific things. There's horrific things in, in our history. And there's hor horrific things in religious history. Religious history is not immune from horrific things. But if something is working for somebody, why do we feel compelled to fucking tear it down? Why, 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 why? You know, you don't agree with it. Okay, but why go out of your way to tear it down? What, what is that? I'm not, there's a difference. Open discussion, I love that. Debate, I love that. It's, it, there's a fine line, but when you cross that, you know, you need to give people the grace and the space to see the world the way they want to see it. Same time, you know, let us remember, you know, that. The secular world is different, you know, so, but there's just, you know, being, being a lapsed guy from a, from what's called a high demand religion, I, I just think there's nothing to be, this gets into forgiveness, you know, it's kind of the way, there, I forget, I gotta look up this guy's name, the second half of concept. Instead of like completely whatever it is in life. Like, for example, there's a lot of experiences that weren't peachy keen. But, you know, I also try to like, you know, I recognize some good out of it. You, you know, like, for example, I can really, really, really shine shoes, man, because of the Marine Corps. Right. So that's good. Right. I didn't really have an appreciation. You know, now I do. And so that's one thing. And so, you see, these are, but there's also this concept of, of it's a way of, you know, I believe personally a lot, a life is what it is. Reality doesn't change, right? But the way we frame it allows us to kind of tolerate it. I call that personal apologetics. 
Because reality remains unchanged. The things that happen to you happen. But it's a way to look at it and, and, and kind of, you know, and ha ha where it has some more purpose other than, quote, wasted or whatever. And it's, I forgot the guy's name, but he, he's, a, I, I don't know if he's a former Catholic priest or what his story is, but it's about, it's called Second Half. And he deals, he deals specifically with like a lot of, you know, religious trauma, people late in life that, and just, you know, instead of religion, insert whatever, we all have very, you know, we all have crisis of faith. It doesn't have to be, you know, in what you're thinking, it could be faith in corporations, faith, there's always, there, we all have it. And it's a heavy thing when that happens. Your, your whole, what you believed in, all of it, it's different now. And you have a tendency to want to just, to make peace with it and move forward, to trash all that. But the way, you know, this guy tells you to look at it is all that shit that happened to you, including the bad, the unjust, all of it, had to happen in order to get you to where you're at at this point with that knowledge. And, you know, and it's a way to kind of look at how you move forward now, you know, when you're at this phase of life, when you're transitioning, so to speak. A lot of the, a lot of the work and toil is in the rearview mirror. And now the consequences, pleasant and unpleasant, are there, you know. And that's a lot of time, and I went through this with my back. And I'm not a very reflective guy, but once again, what are you going to do? But, you know, there was a lot of, like, you know, overall, you know, we're all good. None of us are, none of us set out to fuck up. You know, like, hey, let's have some kids and be fucking really bad parents. Right on, dude. That sounds cool. Let's do it. You know, no, 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 you know, hey, I got an idea. I think I'm going to run for public office and be a criminal. You know, I still believe that people want to do good, you know, but I also, you know, we make, we make, there's payoff in us not getting along. Look at the content that excels, just even low level podcasting. Look at the popular podcasts. You know, look at look at the popular stuff that gets uh, all of our attention, man. We're all we're all we're all you know we're human beings. We're we're drawn to train wrecks, but it's a real challenge not living in that, man. You know, it's just it's a real challenge. You know, it's like I don't know, just when when you're losing, it just I mean I get it, I get the people, but when 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 family relationships and and friendships and stuff are being severed. You know, because of political differences or fucking religious differences, and you know, yeah, oh my God! And there are things that have become politicized. I'm just this, like I said, I'm still adjusting to the world here. This is why I don't do politics, man. I can't. I can't keep up. You know, I can't keep up on where the arguments are, and I don't want to argue. I like to get things done. Um. With that said, anyway, man, I just want to wish everybody nothing but peace and love. But do keep an eye on the Art of Floundering uh, podcast YouTube page. And as soon becomes closer and closer, um, I am very much looking forward to uh, what, 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 what is lies ahead. And I don't know exactly what that will be. But I want to do something not big, but just decent. I don't know what that, but fun. Um, I'm certainly looking forward to this podcast, being able to have guests again, being able to go on the road again and start talking, and more importantly, listening. I'm so tired of talking, monologuing on this. I want to just listen and learn. Um, you know, if I like I said, I would love to have guests on, but right now I just am not, I can't predict you know, it's got to be a like now thing, and you know, people don't live in that. So, with that said, um, we'll be back sometime tomorrow. But look, look on the YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, blah blah blah. We'll be uploading videos and all kinds of fun and games, man. So, 
With that said, from Parts Unknown, Colorado, this is the Art of Floundering Podcast. Wishing each and every one of you nothing but peace and love. Thank you very much. Good night. From Atlantic City, New Jersey. Paris Island, South Carolina. BFE, Idaho. Parts unknown, Colorado. And all points in between. This is the art. Floundering Podcast, and I want to wish you peace and love. We don't care who you voted for, how you cracked the egg, or whether or not you believe in Santa Claus. The only thing we care about kooky little thing call peace and love man well that sounds alright old man but how are you gonna connect with the kids with all that indie folk vibe you're starting to show those years man Oh, so you think that the old man can't still bring it? Get ready, kids. I'm getting ready to rap. Get ready. Hip-hop, hibbity, hip-hop. You don't stop rocking to the bang, bang, boogie, sit up, jump the boogie. Yo, bang to the boogie to be. My man in Flicker taking a nine dog, turn himself in to do a bit. Uh oh, uh oh, oh, but I come from chaos, despair, perhaps a tinge of insanity, but I refuse to embrace or accept. That reality. And on the way to Top Mount Fuji, man, I got baked on grass and that was wicked cool and groovy. Then I got a little something. A little unexpected, man. A little something I like to call a testimony, man. Peace. And love.